You're listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. Tonight we talk about David Fincher's Gone Girl. You no trouble. Me, Fifth Element. Supreme being. You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. For a disaster of biblical proportion. What do you mean, biblical? What he means is Old Testament, yes. Mayor. Real wrath of God type stuff. Dead fire and brimstone coming down from the skies. Rivers and seas boiling. Forty years in darkness, earthquakes, volcanoes, the dead rising from the grave. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. Welcome to the podcast. We're your host. I'm editor Brian Elkins. With me here tonight, cinematographer Jared Callen. How you doing, Brian? I am swell. How about yourself? I'm okay. <laughs> oh, oh, just okay. All right, all right. All right. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm battling with an eye infection, but I, I shall survive. A lot of sharing there. A lot of sharing just occurred. Um, well, that's right. fine. You know, if you guys have to deal with it, so should they. <laughs> I think it's contagious through the ears, so be careful. Uh, we also have with us the director of photography, Mike Griggs. I couldn't tell if you were looking at me weird or if there was the light in your eye, but that makes Every time I sense. look at you, I'm crying. <laughs> and we also have with us costume designer, Kristen Jones. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. And here we are talking about David Fincher's, was this 2014? 2014. Tw- yeah, Correct. there we go. Gone Girl. Many days gone. A month, yeah. Was it just a month? It was more than that. Was yeah, it like 21 days well, is like the last number that oh. they show. Every time they popped gone. up, I was like, yeah. damn, it's only been that long? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Every time it popped up, I was like, that's a long time. That's a, a lot of shit happens in these days. Yeah, right? like, what are they doing? Like, my days are not this exciting. <laughs> they're not sleeping. Like, they're just pretty uh, much yeah. awake all night. Golly, man. So here we are talking about Remember September. The quintessential movie. Is that, wait, is that what we named it? Remember September? I remember, love September. remember. Did you just make that up? <laughs> the movies no, of September. That was why I said we should do all these flashback movies. <laughs> I thought it was like flashback September, but remember September. Because <laughs> well, we know September is It's the song. The so- do you remember? Saying, wait, the song. <laughs> wait. The 21st night of September. Dance in the night. I'm, don't make me sing a charity. I know the song. I know the song. Don't worry. No, we I don't know the song. I, I, no, I, I, I'm drawing a blank here. Yeah, yeah. We have to actually hear a melody. Wait, I, <laughs> <laughs> because what I think of is like remember the remember the fifth of, or the fourth of November. Fifth. Of, what is it? That's fifth of November. November. Right? Yeah, that's fifth of November. Yeah, yeah, that's November. November. Yeah, that's the wrong. That's the wrong month. No. Okay. Well, when that's you say remember, remember, that's where my brain goes. 
So this better be the karaoke really version. Long, it's not. <laughs> well, <laughs> if we're not doing karaoke. What are we doing? Oh yeah. Ah. Uh. Yeah, everybody knows that song from that point. The beginning, you definitely wouldn't know. <laughs> That's a really long buildup. Wait, is is this the ultimate? Are you saying this is the ultimate flashback movie? Is, no, is it? no, it's just the first thing that popped in my brain. When and I is it a flashback? So. so she made it up the whole time. Like that's not a flashback. It's, See, I don't, I don't, I don't no, know. No, if no, no. This... She says the beginning is true, and then she says, and then you start to embellish. It's so, like, still, the beginning is it's all still true. a memory, though. So it's uh, it's still somewhat it's, embellished, and it's it's a written memory from a very specific perspective so none of it is trustworthy for sure this is the definition of an unreliable fucking narrator <laughs> correct these are correct. lying dicks both of them uh, yes both of yeah. them i don't trust a Which damn is, word either one of them say it makes the rewatchability of this movie so much more interesting it really does, yeah, it does. <laughs> spend the whole time being like wait a second <laughs> i still don't really know who wanted the baby in the movie like who wanted it? Like, uh, uh, yeah, that's a good. Know? Yeah, I know. No, I, I think I, know. I feel like he wanted the movie, the baby, the movie, the movie. Yeah. I feel like he wanted the baby because I feel like that just makes sense. I know couples like this. It's usually the guy that wants the baby. <laughs> and so when that happened, I was like, yeah, okay, I buy that a hundred percent. And then when she forced him into a baby at the end, without even having you know the fun way to get there, uh, I haven't you touched know, you. I haven't even touched you. And she's like, I poured it in me, or I don't know how the fuck she made it happen. <laughs> she, I, did she like, say anything? About it? it took me a minute to like realize what no, he was I, talking the, about. My first view, yeah. like, I didn't catch how she got pregnant. The second view, I was no, like, I didn't. oh, it made sense yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. keep, they keep talking about how he had his sperm frozen. Yeah. Yeah, and she went to go pick up. She was supposed to go pick up the sample, and he thought that she did not pick up the sample, but clearly she did. Mm. Yep. I love that such key information is like a throwaway line where he's like, I saw the thing in the trash that read the right. thing. He assumed yeah. she didn't pick it up because the piece of paper was in the trash can, but yeah. clearly she has it. Yep, 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 yep. The How level of planning this woman has is just fucking insane. I know that She's brings me to my smart. question is, is, is after seeing this film, how can any of us be in a relationship with anyone at any point? <laughs> like, uh, okay, <laughs> I feel like generally speaking, the reason she works and the reason she works with the people that she works with is because not only is she crazy, but she dates crazy. You know, you like, like, you know how like you meet people and you're like, wow, you're crazy. I'm not going to talk to you ever again. Like none of these guys had that. They were like, oh, she's crazy. I'm going to keep dating her. I like yeah. this excitement. This turns me on. And so that's that's how like I feel like you have to know yourself pretty well, Jared. Like if you're turned on by this. Yeah, you shouldn't date. Mm -mm. Um, <laughs> Just stay away. But if you're if you see this and you're like, wow, that bitch is crazy. Um, no, yeah, there's something you. about the crazy eyes, like <laughs> like like the anger and, and like hate and this like just death behind her eyes just really is a turn on i love when she has the blank <laughs> eyes though when she has like the blank eyes oh my god like the opening monologue where he's like do you ever just want to crack her head open and like she looks at you with that blank stare yeah, and dude. i was like that's so yeah, good it's so good well you can just write anything you want to project onto her emotions right there mm -hmm. like you just you have no idea what is she thinking what is she feeling yeah that's that's where this movie is so brilliant is because it relies so much on like the context of the shot, the sequence that it's contained in, the music that's playing underneath it, the way things are framed. Like, there's so much implication for you to just project yourself onto these characters. 
where it's like if you watch it a second or a third or a fourth time and you're like, holy shit, like they're, that's all me putting it on there. Oh my God. Oh, I just really enjoyed how actually shocking this film was to watch. I went in yes. completely blind, yes. did not know anything about it, didn't watch a trailer, didn't watch anything, and was just along for the ride. And it was, every beat was masterfully done. I was like, holy shit. It, it, I feel like I haven't seen a movie that's done this for me in a really long time. Like, this movie mm. was was uh, enjoyable and horrifying to watch. And, I loved it. Yeah, yeah, every second of it. I was actually, and it's so funny, too, because I have not I have seen different pieces of it I've seen different clips I've heard people talking about it I actually just had a conversation about this movie a few weeks ago um, but I haven't like sat down to watch it and so sitting down to watch it I was just like wow this is this is like even better than I was expecting because everything that I've seen was so good already and all the conversations I've had about this movie already were so good but watching it was like even better and I've heard actually the book is even better than the movie because uh, the book is actually from her perspective whereas this year like, you just get Ben Affleck's perspective and you're just like oh I don't know what's going on but like you actually get her <laughs> craziness in the book and, and so I'm actually really in, kind of interested in reading the book now <laughs> Wait, okay so neither of you saw this movie when it came out in 2014 no I saw Brian? it in theaters, obviously. Obviously, yeah. Brian. Obviously, we already know what Brian's. No, I didn't see it because I was like, I just heard it was about like some crazy girl, and like you know, I was just like, yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, you always we'll we'll go see a Fincher movie in theaters, like you know, it's a uh, yeah, of course, a hundred percent, always every movie, all the time, yeah. No, not every movie, every Fincher movie. Come on. <laughs> always every movie, every time. That's totally Brian. <laughs> I think this was the movie that I was like, oh, I'm going to fuck with Venture. This dude is great. Like, holy shit. I, I didn't see it in the theater, but I saw it like the week that it released on disc or whatever. And man, this movie is so fucking heavy and hit me in so many ways. Like the credits ended rolling and I still sat on the couch for like 10 minutes just in like a, a daze. It was <laughs> so intense. Made you think about all those relationships, didn't it, Mike? Dude, was like, fuck, bro. <laughs> I was like, ah, man, how did I make it out alive? Too real, too fucking. Yeah, real. you should be lucky. You should be lucky. Okay, keep that in mind. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, was, yeah, yeah. It came at a, it came at a helpful time for me. I'll just put it, that. It, it should it should have it should have ended with that fucking Green Day. I mean, no, it's uh, Blink One Eighty Two song "Stay Together for the Kids." And it was like that upbeat, like fucking. <laughs> okay, I, I would, I would just like to point out. I said I know quite a few couples like this. Um, no, no, no. One of them actually told me before I came on the podcast tonight. He's like, make sure you point out that he's he he's just as into her as she's into him. Uh, you know, and, and I I'm also supposed to point out that. Um, he sexually he gets sexually turned on every time she acts crazy. Um, so let's keep this in mind. It's not just for the kids, okay? So? I don't think no. so, but this yeah. is what men have told me. What? No, that's that's what? just they're, they're telling you they're fucking like kids. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, that I told got... you he identifies with Ben Affleck. Okay, Ooh. that's what I'm telling you. <laughs> that that dude got turned on when he grabbed her by the throat and shoved her into the wall and said, "You're fucking." That was crazy. shocking. Probably. Came out of nowhere. Dude. Yeah. And it like made me question. It didn't everything. come out of nowhere. It didn't it question didn't anything. It did not come out of nowhere. That was the least shocking part of the movie. I don't know. That got me. Well, that was that was the first time in the film that you you see a quote unquote truthful version of Ben Affleck actually exhibiting some amount of violence. Yes, because yeah. everything else is from her 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 written perspective, which, which is we untrustworthy. 
untrustworthy. And we don't know if it's true or not, but it's until untrustworthy. Until that moment when you're like, holy shit, there, well, you, you, maybe there was some things possible, and she's only yes. embellishing and, and not just completely fabricating. Brian's yeah. nodding his head a lot. Yeah, I, I know. I totally agree with everything. I mean, but if it is not present day, like what we're or present time in the movie, what we're being shown with the characters. Yeah, I don't trust a fucking thing that happens. And I don't trust a thing that comes out of Ben Affleck or fucking Roseman Pike's mouth. No, because even when it's happening in present time, you're like, hold on, guys. What, how are we going to spin this? Like, I, am I trusting what I'm even watching <laughs> right now? Because are you going to change your mind in five seconds? Yeah. Like, is this foreplay? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. What are we doing here? Because it was. Because it was. Because then, they, like, two seconds later, they're like, oh, my God, we're going to have a baby. And we're so happy. <laughs> no, they were not. He's like, I'm going to fucking leave you. <laughs> no, he's not. No, he stayed with her. He wants to have a kid with her. Yeah, well, he's, he's, he did stay with her. accepting having a kid with her yeah, because I don't think he, of the yeah. You don't think he wants to stay? His sister is sobbing on the floor because she knows. He's definitely staying. His sister yeah. knows. No, he, yeah. yeah. Uh-uh. He's in love with her. He is staying with he's her. He's gonna love with her now. Oh, they're going to fall back in love. Give it like a week. Just give it a week. That's why she tells him. She's like, I know you're mad at me to sleep on it. Well, no, I think that's the whole thing <laughs> of the movie, right? Like they, when they fall in love, and I think there's a line where they say something like, you know, they're both like lying to each other and they're pretending to be people and like that charade can't last forever. And that's why this, this, this ended, you know, like there were too yeah. many hardships and they're just, they the- can't, you, you can't be a fake person forever. No, Correct. but I actually love that because, um, she is. She has some sort of what cluster B personality disorder, psychopath, sociopath, narcissist, whatever you want to call. It. I don't fucking care. She has some sort of personality disorder, um, and she just. But and so she's used to putting on an act. Is where I'm going with this. Mm. And and she comes to him. I love that scene so much. And he's like putting on an act on TV. Oh my god! Like I'm so sorry. I was a fuck up. Whatever he says. And she goes, Yeah, that's the person I want you to be. Act like him, okay? We'll be happy. Act like him. Like, she, <laughs> like she's, like, ready to do this again. He just needs to keep up his end of the act. That's all it is. Well, yeah. And then, and then the next time they're on TV, he says, yeah, we're finally, pause, honest with each other. And it's like, yeah, these motherfuckers yeah. finally let each other know and let themselves know that they are, they are doing this for the sake of, I'm going to control you, you're going to control me, and we're going to be manipulative together now that we know this is what the fuck is going on. Cool. Look, if you're both on board and you're aware of what's happening, <laughs> is it wrong? Codependent psychopaths. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, it's kind of hot. It works for this, them. This is what makes power couples, apparently. Yeah, I can see that. Can you see them? Oh my god, like a sequel where they're like, oh <laughs> they're just murdering people. Oh my god. <laughs> I did think it was kind of hot when she was like, "I'm murdered for you." <laughs> Who else would do that? I'm like, oh, you know, you got a point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you do. She's correct. Got, She's yeah, correct. That is, that is she murdered good. to yeah. get back to him. Yeah. He's like, I didn't ask you to do that. <laughs> She's like, you didn't have to. Yeah, okay. that's right. I didn't. Ha- <laughs> yeah. Whew. You didn't have to. I did it for you. It was a gift. <laughs> in, in tradition of jumping straight to the good parts, um, like, man, that fucking sex scene with Neil Patrick Harris where she kills him is some of the crazy. I watched it like five times. It it's fucking crazy. <laughs> like the editing there. What, you don't yeah. like it, Brian? No, the yeah. editing's great. I, oh, it's one of the you few like times. It? Okay, look, I, I think Fincher fucked up here, man. I, 
Really? It's she so is wearing bra crazy. and panties the entire time. I know. That was fucked up to me. True. And it, the part that really, like, it's like after she slits his throat and she's, like, laying on top of him and she's holding his hands down. And then she, like, she gets off and she does this thing where she puts, like, her hand down like she's trying to, like, I guess move her panties over from inserting his dead weenus out of her. It's mm. it, it's just it, – it doesn't look right and it calls the attention. It's like, why are you not naked? Why are you not naked? And it, or at I, least bottomless. You know, yeah. I don't know. I just and I think it would have, like her her naked body. It would have looked creepier if she had been like completely naked and covered in that fucking blood. You know, and her hair is still like fucking untouched. It's like pristine. You know, that would have been. I did enjoy that actually. How her hair, like her whole face, looks perfect, yeah. and her body is covered in blood. Yeah, and she looks so good later in the shower. You know, when she's like talking to Ben Affleck, Dude. and she's covered in the blood. It looks that so good. There. Shower yeah, clearly, scene, she has no problem being naked. Like I know, right? Why not? That's a good point. Yeah, I what? love see. I love that shower scene, but not too much Ben Affleck's dick. But uh, <laughs> you pause it just right, you can see his penis. <laughs> yeah, a little, a little like a little one of these as it walks by. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Reese Witherspoon was like, wow, congratulations, Jennifer Garner. Jennifer Garner? Yeah, the was woman he, that he was with the at the time. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Good for I don't know. The, the brown panties didn't bother me. I actually haven't thought about the brown panties at all until you just mentioned it. Because uh, that was the whole, her whole point. She was like, hurry up and let's, let's hurry up and do this. So she can that, hurry up and oh. kill him, but like, let's hurry up and do this. And so, why would she be I, totally undressed? I think she, okay. she's still wearing panties in, in her first sex scene with Ben Affleck. He's down there, like going down on her, and he's got he's pulling the panties over to the side. Mm. And she just likes her panties on, man. Some she's some girls start. are like, no, they want it, they yeah. want it so much, and they don't even want to take the time. I don't have time. I don't have time. Pull yeah. it over. <laughs> it's not just about what she wants in the moment. It's also about like a part of her act. So she's supposed to be tied down to this bed, and that's what she's selling at this moment, right? This is what this is like her diary. Right, she's doing mm. this all over again. She should be completely fucking naked. If she's tied down to that bed, and and Neil Patrick Harris is is characters using her like a sex doll, right? And she's a sex slave. She should be mm. naked. Just yeah, you're right. Maybe, maybe the only reason they did it was so that when she comes back, she didn't have to put any new clothes on. She could just still be in the same bra and panties. Mm. Yeah, well, in front sense, of all yeah. the news and shit. <sighs> yeah, you, can, yeah. you can't have she, her naked in front of the news. Doesn't she well, drive she's wearing home her dress. in that? She drives up to in the, front, in the most ridiculous yeah. thing I've ever seen. She drives up into the fucking driveway and stumbles out. She's like, oh, and the news is there and everybody's there. And he's like, what the fuck is going on? You crazy bitch. You psycho bitch. You psycho. <laughs> Channels his next Batman. <laughs> I love how she falls, though, down into his arm. Oh, dude, with that fucking like yeah. crane up. Yeah. yeah. God shot. Yeah. It was great. So, so dramatic. It's so TV. <laughs> she knows what she she's knows doing. How, she how, how, how can you hate? Yeah. Like you have to just you, you can only appreciate it at this point. But also, no one believed anything she said in that fucking room. She's sitting there covered Dude. in blood still, and she's giving a fucking like you know uh, uh, she's being debriefed basically, and she's just so floaty with everything that she says. It doesn't sound like anything's fucking true. Well, they started to, they started that scene saying she's on a lot of painkillers, and they're oh, like, "Well, should we wait later?" Okay. She's like, "No, no, I'm fine," which gave her an excuse. I'll fight through the medication. Yeah. She's, she she clearly had all of her faculties, and she decided, I'm going to use this medication as an excuse in case I can't make anything work. And then she did. Also, she's yeah, in shock. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's true. She was in shock. So, theoretically, she's in shock. Pretend yeah, shock. Pretend shock. So, yeah. if, she, if all of this happened, she would have been in shock. And so <laughs> that would have... Shock with the medication, yes, that would have made her... Uh, 
the way she spoke that made mm. more sense. Yeah. I do like how the FBI, though, in that room, and they're like, yeah, no, this is t- this fits. All this makes no, they're, yeah. oh, dude, they're, they're yeah. all reacting like, oh, yeah. they're just so shocked at everything she's A room she's full saying. of dudes, and then the one woman, they're like, oh, she doesn't get it. You've been through a lot. It's not your fault. <laughs> all right, Rob Williams, calm down. It's not your fault. <laughs> Don't you say that it's to me. It's not your fault. Brian, it's not your fault. <laughs> Not you, too. Stop it, man. not you too, man. <laughs> mm. Is that our next movie? Please. She's going to do all of these fucking Benefleck films. Benefleck. Benefleck. Was that one of his uh, nicknames? He's had so many over the years. No, I, that's just, I'm just saying Benefleck. No. He was well cast for this role. I feel like he was the weakest link in the movie. What? I, I said. I, feel like I mean, yeah, like acting. Uh, I, 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 I heard you, but I'm just shocked because <laughs> I thought he was so good. If anybody was bad in this, it was Neil Patrick Harris. No, oh, I yeah. mean, yeah, he was, yeah. but yeah. no. Yeah. Uh, there were a couple of Ben Affleck moments where I was like, bro, you could have delivered that better. Like, All right, point him out. Let's hear it. <laughs> All right, so that, that, that monologue where he's like, oh, I just couldn't come home. She was just so disappointed in me every time I got, like, oh, what am I supposed to do? Of course I have to go fuck a college student. I was like, bro, you're not really selling it. <laughs> well, Kristen, listen to I'll what he was it. saying. <laughs> he was making up like, some bullshit. Wait, I mean, yeah, it was some bullshit. That's what I'm saying. Like, sell me on some bullshit. Like, I can be gullible. Tell me. Tell me you're in love or something. But, like, no, you're. No, I that don't was buy the it. point. That was the point. He was. He didn't. His character had so much bullshit that he couldn't even sell it to his sister, his closest. Okay, so longest, you're telling you know. me. All right, so he's bad on purpose. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, then he's fantastic in this movie. There you go. Thank you. Glad we turned you around. You didn't believe his bullshit. She didn't believe his bullshit. His bullshit was not believable. That's the point. It's supposed oh, to be oh, unbelievable. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I was just saying, like, listen, like, I, I've i heard a lot of bullshit in my life. And, like, sometimes I'm like, you know what? You did really good. I'll go along with it. And with this guy, I'm like, nah. Come on, man. Mm. I'll give you his line deliveries, but you know, fuck his goddamn fake smile is fucking perfect. Just I do it like is perfect. Smile, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like it's a, I love even, even his little almost. smirk. Oh, sorry. No, what? Go ahead. I'm saying I, I even love his little smirk when she's like giving her her fucking debriefing, and she they're like, "Do you feel comfortable to go home with your husband?" And she puts this <laughs> giant smile on and looks over at him, and he he kind of goes. Oh. And he that was my favorite Ben Affleck moment in the whole movie. Yeah, it was so good. (laughs) Yeah, he nails it. Yeah, that was take (laughs) eighty-seven. Oh Jesus, man! Can you imagine? Oh, and because Fincher's also, I I realized this was shot on the Red Epic Dragon. Yep. um, Which made my second viewing very tedious because I kept rewinding things, looking at it like this looks bad but good and I don't know <laughs> I started really judging it once I knew what camera it was on um, overall I think it looks really good for being on the, on the fucking Red Dragon what you guys think about this and I think that gave him some freedom also to make all these crazy long takes because you don't have to worry about you know we're just we're burning ones and zeros at this point did they shoot with multiple cameras because I saw some random trivia that said he, he had 500 hours from this thing and I'm like that sounds fucking ridiculous he was shooting fucking like he was sh- Capturing a like what was it five hours a day of, of footage? Yeah, a yeah. hundred day shoot. Uh, yeah, that's five hours a day, which seems excessive. But maybe they're just doing that many takes, just and rolling, he's just letting man. them roll. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, there was once uh, I forget where it was, but it's uh, Tyler Perry and Ben Affleck. It's one of I, they're walking into a police station, and on the audio commentary, David Fincher was like, "Yep, that right there is like take forty seven or something like that." Oh my God! And, walking uh, in, and he's like, what? literally a walking shot. Yeah. Well, they they walk in and stop over in the corner, but he's like, he was just like, yeah, we just we just kept. I was like, no, go back. He just kept stopping them halfway through, not even letting them finish the scene. Well, what you did know is that this was the beginning of the Fitbit, and uh, because uh, David Fincher is a uh, you know a fucking uh, <laughs> he's an influencer for Fitbit. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, he, 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 <laughs> he's a product ben placement whore, and so they all had to hit ten thousand steps a day to make sure oh that we all hit ten thousand steps a day. We're going to do eighty takes of every of every scene. I think on this movie he averaged uh, fifty takes. Jesus, that's insane. And even the inserts. Setup? <laughs> no, that was just average. Hell. I mean, I'm you know, I'm sure there was some. They only did like you know, twenty seven for. I'm sure there's some that. Are, are you counting rehearsals as takes? Uh, that stuff that's shot. I don't. I don't know if that's rehearsals or not. I don't know if he, if he does a rehearsal first and then shoots, or if he shoots the rehearsal. I, yeah, I don't know. He did not say so that he, on any commentary. So the only so thing he, I saw about rehearsals was for the sex scenes. Apparently, like the Neil Patrick Harris one was like completely broken down. Like they knew exactly what it was going to do, how many pumps this was going to be, where this was going at. All that stuff was was like very specified and choreographed. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, it does. But like, so when, when you're doing this many takes, do you not have an AD, or do we just not worry about budget? Uh, because how long we're gonna spend days on this one scene? Well, I mean, dude, this is one of the cheaper Fincher films. There's only sixty-one really? million. Shut up. Yeah. How much? Sixty-one million is the budget. Wasn't Panic Room like eighty? Yeah, it was. That was something ridiculous. But they had that huge ass fucking set. That That's true. Built. Yeah, and they, they were shooting a lot film. On that set, which doesn't necessarily make it cheaper. Just parts of it can be. I, well, I mean, yeah, it ended up being his highest-grossing movie ever. So both domestically and worldwide. So this movie? Yep, Gone Girl was. Oh, I didn't know that. I would never guess. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, I mean, this opened up pretty big uh, in 2014. I do remember it being popular when it came out. I definitely heard of it a lot. Just never saw it. And the book, I think the book was pretty popular as well. Like, uh, and that was yes. like yeah. what, two years before, three years before, something like that. And the actual author that, uh, wrote the screenplay. Oh, cool. She did write the screenplay, and I heard that. Yeah, um, I mean, there's 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 a little bit of discourse about this, just a little bit, um, in the sense of, you know, is is this and, you know, um, I don't want to say anti-feminist, although I think the art, that's exactly what the article said. But <laughs> uh, is this like not portraying women in a great light? Um, but actually, the book, which was more popular, has more of a feminist slant because it is. From the lady's perspective, whereas this is from I, I mentioned that I don't think it from, is from the I think it's split just like the movie is. Okay, that's not the article that I read because this article called the movie a failure <laughs> because a what? failure because watch the movie and then read the book. Jesus, no, Christ. yeah, yeah, yeah. The person read the book first and then watched the movie, which yeah. you should never you can't do. do that. Come I know, on. I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> and if you so want to see the movie, they don't were like, watch, "This is a terrible first. adaptation." <laughs> yeah, because you, everyone imagines it fucking differently. It's a book. I know. Sorry, so I don't know. I well, that's what. I, that's I, everything I've read about it is that the book is fantastic, and so. I haven't read it yet. It's on my list now. No, whoever wrote that was wrong. Uh, no, it, oh, okay. Yeah, no, it's set Wait, up. Wait, have you read the book, Brian? I'm reading the, I'm looking at the plot synopsis right here. 
on uh, Wikipedia. Oh, yeah. You're the Spark the Notes, thing, okay. bro? Yeah. Mr. Cliff's it says, notes. It says, the first notes. sentence is part one. The narrative, uh, the narrative alternates between the point of view of Nick and Amy. <laughs> That's the very first uh, okay. line in, uh, on Wikipedia. Nick's narration begins shortly after arriving home uh, on his fifth wedding anniversary to find Amy is missing from their home. That sounds just like the movie. Just like the movie. Just like it. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Except they didn't picture Ben Affleck. Did this person, do they know how to read? <laughs> That's what. <laughs> I looked at the words. <laughs> I'm interested to know, like, what, what was it that they were saying makes this an anti-feminist movie? Oh, well, I can answer that. The anti-feminist mo- movie perspective comes in because women aren't great and strong and powerful. They're, you know, people. <laughs> and so... <laughs> oh, no, a no. woman! A woman can't be the villain. A woman can't be the villain. That's anti-feminist. Mm. Yes, that's the perspective. What? No, no, no. I, the Obviously, I, the woman can be the villain, and that's what makes I think this movie so great is that the woman is the villain. But y- yeah, I guess some people would disagree with that. I no, I thought this was the uh, the whole crazy bitch trope uh, that feminists uh, hate. Right? That it's portrayed as this like oh. Is it? Yeah, yeah, it's like fatal attraction, right? That's what uh, feminists uh, hate. Fatal attraction, they hate. Do uh, they? Yeah, fuck yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it, Glenn Close is the uh, woman that right. She needs a man in her life, and if she can't have the man, she's gonna flip out and go crazy because that's what women do, right? Men oh, that's should be. That's happening here. Men should be afraid of women because women come in and they rob them of their masculinity, right? And uh, <laughs> I mean, that that that's what is I happening in Gone Girl. Well, okay, so I actually kind of disagree with that. Okay, so I do know... But that, that's a criticism, was, though, right? I guess. I'm very familiar with the monologue in Gone Girl where she talks about the cool girl and how you should never be the cool girl. Um, that makes the rounds on social media all the time. So I'm very familiar with this. And most women can agree with this. Um, actually, Actually, watching it in the context of the film... I was like, girl, you're crazy. But, like, I've seen it out of the context of the film, and it makes sense watching it there. But, like, in the context of the film, no, like, like, you know, she's she's, she's a little crazy. Um, but that being said, most <laughs> – if you're just, like, paying attention to the monologue, which is, like, don't change yourself for a man, yeah, of course, 100%. How can you disagree with that, right? Um, but in terms of, like – no, no, no. Like, she doesn't do anything for men. She does everything because she is vindictive. And she's like, how dare you treat me this way? And I think... But, like, if there's any reason that women like this, it's because they're like, oh, finally, I have an option. And it's not a good one. Mm. But finally, it's not like, oh, he's he's cheating on me and he's found someone younger and prettier and fuck my life. You know, like, what am I going to do now? No, no. What am I going to do now? I'm going to fuck your life up, you know, and like she's very vindictive. And so I think women enjoy this movie because they finally have an option. And finally, for a second, men are like, wait, a minute, wait a minute. Hold on. Like, let me think about what I need to do here because I'm a little afraid of her. And I think that's the only reason people support this. I don't think this is she's doing anything to get her man. This is not like fatal attraction. She's doing this all for her. And yes, in the end, she decides she wants him back. Yeah. She's not doing all of it for him because she doesn't. She even tells him she's like, no, I don't want you. I want the you that you are pretending to be. You need to act like him, you know. And so it's not quite. I want my man. It's I want this life and you need to act right. And I want my man and that you need to act this way and you need to act the way I tell you or 
I'm going to murder somebody and uh, well, you know, frame you for murder. You know, like, listen, no, that, listen I mean, that, that's just what happens, okay? That is what the movie's saying. I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with that. I mean, if the if genders were reversed here, I think I would. it wouldn't change anything. It'd be fine. Yeah, I just think it's actually, I, I just think it's really interesting, and I think it's really interesting, because I, I think it's really interesting in the sense of, yes, if the genders were reversed, this would still be a really good movie, but I but think it's have- really interesting how the how a lot of men watch this, and they're like, no, she's awful. No one can like her. I'm like, no, it's actually. power dynamics. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. If the, gen- if the gender roles were reversed, men would be like, yeah, of course, this of bitch course. deserves what she's getting. Yeah, fuck this bitch. How dare yeah. she cheat on me? How dare yeah. she act like that? Who are you to act like that to me? But when a woman does it, you're like, wait a minute. No, like for a second, have just like a second, men have to stop and think like, wait, what am I doing to this woman? You know what I mean? And I, I kind of, I can appreciate that. Yeah, all of that, but she's a fucking murderer. So I don't know if I'd be able to get back <laughs> no, with her you know and Neil sleep Patrick in the Harris same room. To die, and I will die on or, that hill. Or fucking uh, like <laughs> out of a locked room. I understand no. how he goes in and hides with his cat and locks himself in the room. Like holy <laughs> shit! Like, <laughs> yeah, no we're kidding. Go, we're gonna be okay. Man. We're gonna be okay. <laughs> you know what? Take a moment. Take a moment because he is gonna be okay because she has no intention of killing him. And where she killed Neil Patrick Harris, and that dude was creepy as fuck. That dude is very controlling, very manipulative. That dude tried to. Basically, kidnap her and force her to act like a. No, 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 no. Uh uh-uh, uh, I don't feel sorry for him. Oh, when hold she, on, hold actually, for no, a second. No, hang on. No, no, hang on. hold on. Hang on. You're forgetting some things here. The second he started talking to her, I was like, oh my God, you need to get away from him. And then luckily, she had the same thought, except instead of like just like leaving, she like murdered him. But I was like, you know what? Like, we had the same thought. It's okay. Like, you got away in a different way. Like, I, all right, okay. Uh, you know, I can appreciate how she covered her track. You know, like if I well, were like a crazy psychopath, that's what you have to do, you know? But the thing is, this this is this is where the maybe there's another side to the, the feminism appreciation of this movie because those are all valid points that I a hundred percent agree with. Where the movie says that's true and is the way she kills Neil, Neil Patrick Harris after having led him on for twenty fucking years. She specifically was responding to him for 20 years. Like he's a stalker. They said several different times, you went, you literally went crazy and were institutionalized because of your obsession with me. And then she kept that alive for two decades, knowing that at some point in my life, this might be useful. And when it finally became useful, she said, I'm going to get this. And it's because he has fucking money and he's all into me. And like, I can, I can, now I lost my money. My, all my money was stolen, so all my plans are up and shit. I, I still have a backup plan. When the backup plan became like, a, oh, this is untenable. I don't want to deal with this shit. And, oh, look, there's Nick doing the version of him that I fell in love with because I know that I can make him a better version that I can deal with. Then she says, I'm going to go back to that. Fuck all this. That's when she formulates the plan. I love the way that you you can watch her like strategizing in those moments. You have to see it a couple times to kind of recognize that's what's happening. But it's it's definitely apparent. I do agree that she keeps it alive, but at the same time, he is not some sort of victim here. Oh, no, he no, no. I'm not saying he's a victim. I'm just saying <laughs> she is using he's him. To be he's a little bit of a victim. No, he did. And I'll tell yeah. you. No, he's not. And I'll tell you. Listen, listen. Here's the thing. I can tell you the very second she decided to murder him because that was the very second that I was like, holy fuck, your life is in when danger. He, it's in the interview. He turned the, <laughs> turned the TV off. No, no, no. When he and, like takes yes. her dessert away and shit. Yeah. Yeah. When like, he, he's like, he's like, <laughs> listen, he's like, you. 
you chose me. You need, and, and then and he's like, you chose yeah. me. You yeah. need to like understand. I'm not going to force myself right now. I'm not going to force, force myself. myself also, you. here's some hair dye. Can you fix yourself up? Can you look the and way you makeup? Can you Dude, act the way like, you're supposed makeup, to? Like, Can you do all of this fucking shit? Also, damn. you're on fucking cameras. You're going to do all of this fucking shit for me. That's when that's when I was like, girl, you need to get the fuck away from him. <laughs> he is a psychopath. And it, of course, she is a she's she's a psychopath. And so she just plans. To Holy her. shit. So I if a guy like gets you makeup and hair dye, you're going to uh-uh. kill them? Come that's on. not what I'm Hold saying, on. Brian. Brian, that is not said. what I'm saying. Listen, 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 listen. Okay, <laughs> let me explain this to you. <laughs> you know what? Let me clarify here. If I come to you and I say, yo, I just escaped from my abusive husband and I had to fake my death to get there. And you say, girl, I'm so sorry. Can you fix yourself up so you can be my fucking wife? Yes, I'm going to. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm sorry. You don't deserve fucking anything. No, no. You don't see me as the person. Absolutely the fuck not. No. We you are, are not nice. So much no, stuff here. No. Are we? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's I'm sorry. Let's factor in all the years he was stalking her. I'm so sorry. You're right. I forgot that part. Wait, let's wait, wait that, that he was stalking her? Yeah, he was stalking her. Yeah. Okay. They said he was stalking her and then institutionally. No, 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 no. Guys, after guys, they, guys, no, they do you really a... believe anything that Amy said about any of these past two guys? Exactly. That you guys are crazy. You missed based the whole the point 20, of the movie. No, no. Based on the two minutes of interaction that I had between them. Yeah, no, he's crazy. I would not be around. I would not be in a room alone with you, him. We Absolutely have no idea not. what Absolutely he would do. Absolutely not. You know what? And, and, From those two minutes. Yes, I do. Because I know dudes like that. I would never take a chance with him. Uh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Ever. No, you don't know us. We're from Winnipeg. This is excuse me. <laughs> Trailer. <laughs> I guess so. I don't, I don't even know. Uh, what, what, yeah, let's go ahead. Trailer, sure. This is David Fincher's Gone Girl. As you all know, my wife, Amy Elliott Dunn, disappeared three days ago. She may be the face I can't forget. A trace of pleasure or regret may be my treasure. Oh, the price I have to pay She may be the song that summer sings May be the chill that autumn brings May be a hundred different things Within the measure of a day You can't go on like this! Oh, it's not good enough for you? It's not even close! She may be the reason I survive The why and wherefore the one I'll care for through the rough and rainy years Me, I'll take her laughter and her tears And make them all my souvenirs Where she goes, I've got to be The meaning of my life is I did not kill my wife. I am not a murderer. And we're back. That was the trailer for David Fincher's Gun Girl. Good trailer. I, know, I feel like this is why weird. I didn't watch the movie when it came out. <laughs> you know, it's I don't misleading. remember seeing the trailer ever, honestly. Yeah, I don't know that I've seen you don't the, watch the trailer. Trailers. Yeah. yeah I always love David Fincher trailers. I think those are like, I don't know. He usually does something pretty special with them. 
What was special about this, Brian? Uh, it was a different part? opening shot of the clue, the first clue. We didn't get that shot. That wasn't in the movie. Well, and her, like, in the lake dying. Oh, that, that was in the movie. It's when she was describing yeah. how she was going to kill herself. <laughs> With her calendar, where she had a couple of days marked, and her she giant had, checklist three versions of it, like yeah. Okay, wait, can we talk about this for half a second? Because so much fucking evidence lying around, <laughs> right? Like what the hell? Well, that, oh, Kill oh, self? Oh. Question. And mark? that was <laughs> that was what she was most concerned about when she was being robbed at the motel. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which is understandably, great. right? Dude, the score is amazing right there. I um so I recently made the acquaintance of a graphologist for those who don't know that is someone who studies handwriting and so oh. I, I'm not a handwriting expert for future reference. I'm <laughs> right, right. And so as I'm about to say this I, I also am not, and I know that was in the movie, but I also am not. A, but but I have picked up a couple of different things here and there from this person who has been doing studying handwriting for like 20 years, and. So when they flash her diary up on the screen the very first time where she's like, oh, my God, I'm in love. I was like, holy shit, this girl is insane. And like, <laughs> just based on a couple of things that I've learned from this graphologist. Oh, really? And Amazing. as it goes on, I was like, this is really interesting because she's not getting crazier. She's actually getting like more calculated. Like she's still crazy, but she's like getting more calculated and it's more like uh, controlled kind of. And, mm. and so I was sitting here and I was like, this doesn't make any sense. Like it's almost like she sat down to write this all at once. Oh, a hundred percent. That's exactly and what then, happened. And then I also compared the handwriting for her to-do list to her diary. And there's such radical differences. And I was like, at first I was like, hold on. Like, did a crew member write this? Like, should I be very concerned about like a crew member? <laughs> art direction. Like, right. Like, is there an art director who is sitting there writing this? Um, who's crazy um but actually rosamund pike hired a graphologist to help coach her and teach her how to write like a crazy person would write and so i thought that was really interesting because yes her to-do list the handwriting there is totally different from her diary handwriting i like all the little meticulous boxes yes i yes I, i just thought that was a really good attention to detail that i don't know how many people would have picked up on and i would not have picked up on it before this summer but I thought that was really neat to <laughs> to see that. That's some good filmmaking shit right there. Right? That's what yeah. I thought. But I so I've I've always assumed that she sat down to write this over the course of maybe a couple of days because they show her kind of writing it and but it's always like inserty close up kinds of things. But the fact that they as soon as she's driving away in her little shitty getaway car, you see her throwing out the eight different pens. Like clearly she has done this rather recently to the point that she feels the need to dispose of these different pens that could be associated. Well, those are also from different you know. points of her life. They had one from the wedding and one from this and one for that. So she was tossing away, symbolically tossing away different parts of her life. Right. So you could either assume that one, she's like obsessive and keeps pens for like five years straight or she wrote them all over the last two or three weeks and decided to take them with her and dispose them at the same or, time. Or, or maybe like, you know, there was one that had like a stork on it so maybe when she's yeah, talking baby about one. babies yeah. she's writing with this pen when she's no, talking they about they literally had a shot yeah. where she's she's like tapping her face with it and then it turns and you can see the the, the outline stork, is the stork yeah. yeah well and for valentine's day she had the red pen and she wrote everything yeah. in red ink yeah yeah she's a little Psycho. um a little too controlled and and like I don't know. It's it's like it's like when Ben Affleck picks it up and he or he reads the end of it. Like that's kind of a convenient ending, don't you think? As a writer, he says that. Yes. Yeah. 
there's a lot of those in in the diary that that is what I find really intriguing from like an audience perspective to look at this and kind of realize again, especially from a second viewing kind of standpoint, like she is clearly writing this to make them think what she's trying to make them think. This is her whole setup. So, of course, she's going to be employing her skills as a writer and then reading voraciously all these murder horror novel mystery books. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, I also thought it reader. was I also thought it was really interesting because there the one of the fabricated scenes for me gave away the whole ending. Well, not the whole ending, but a lot of the ending, which was the scene that Ben Affleck, that we later learn is fabricated, but where he shoves her down. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As yeah. soon as he did that, as soon as that happened, I was like, oh, no, she's she's totally alive. She set this whole thing up. Like, yep. this is all yep. uh, all from her. And it's so funny because that scene, like, didn't even happen. And also, he's also super animated when he, like, on my second viewing. I, I, I watched that scene a few times. Um, the way he like, he's really big when he pushes her down. He like he like takes a lean back and then goes into it. But mm. later on, when he pushes her against the wall, he, he just kind of does it. He just pushes into her. He's just there. There's 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 yeah. no there's no like it's build just, up. It, it just pushes it. You know, it, it just it's snaps. Yeah, way more realistic. The other one felt like it was an act, like a drama. Yeah, like it was very 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 big. melodramatic yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I just also have images of her when she's like, "I'm so afraid that my husband is going to kill me," and she's like recoiling under the sheets. You know, it's so, <laughs> it's so dramatic. Well, she- actually, that whole part when I first saw it with no any sort of nothing going into it, and I watched it blind the very first time. Um, that whole thing, I was like, does she have previous trauma? Like, wh- why is she? Yeah. Sick? Like, this is like could be realistic, but like only if something happened prior, and she's just projecting all of this onto Ben Affleck. And so that's kind of what I thought was going on until yeah, until he's he's yeah, until everything. This is happened. what happens when your parents steal your identity and, and create oh my a, God. a better that version scene? of you. Where she's like, she's like, no, it's actually my parents' money. I was like, what? <laughs> no, you deserve every cent of that. Yeah, no shit. And I, also, I was thinking, like, did the parents actually take the money, or is that her <laughs> rat holding that money away that so to, to yeah. get away? Like, I need I to take wondering. this eight hundred thousand and put this in another account so I can like get away and still be able to survive. Well, I also I agree. I was wondering that too. That's not clear in the movie at all. And the other thing that I really thought was really great was when she's arguing, one of the times she's arguing with Ben Affleck and she's like, you know, she's like, why are you trying to make me into this person that I don't want to be? She's like, I'm just trying to tell you something and you are fighting with me. And I really, really enjoyed that because, again, that's like personal like projection and past relationships coming into the future and like. I can see a lot of that happening because they're both so toxic. Surely this is not their first toxic relationship. Hers is clearly her parents. We don't know what happened with Ben Affleck. Um, But seeing how all of that sort of interplays and how they're trying to make it work, I really enjoyed seeing that also. What did we think of the sister? I liked her. I thought she was good. I like her a lot. Yeah. Really good actress. Like like all of her every, all of her perform- I've never seen her before, but all of her performances. This was her were, first were, film. Oh, was it? Yeah. Wow. Holy really? Shit. Wow. She's great. Uh, yeah. It, it, like that that scene when when like he's getting his like twenty two year old girlfriend out of the house, and she's like she's just know, sitting in the kitchen. Oh, dude! And it turns. She's yeah. like, you she's fucking so asshole! You fucking <laughs> yeah. li- like, dude. That dude hits me every time. It's like, wow. 
I really enjoyed her character a lot, and I always thought that I was on the side of her character, and I knew that like she and Amy and Rosamund Park didn't get along. And really? Then when, well, they say it several times throughout the script. Oh, I thought you meant and the then, actors. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, sorry. I mean, like, the characters don't get along. And so then when Rosamund Pike sets her up at the uh, towards the end, I was like, you know, I like I liked her up until that point. But then I was like, you know what? I can respect that. <laughs> like, you hate. Like, like if you're going to, like, be crazy and take <laughs> everyone out. Like, yeah, of course you should take out the sister. <laughs> like, that just makes sense. Like, this is why I can never be, like, an evil psychopath. Like, I don't know. I just... Like the well, writing you, was so good there. <laughs> did you notice that even his dad, when his dad shows up and like he's talking about my wife, he goes, "Bitch!" He's like, "Dad, don't start, Dad." Like, <laughs> don't, don't start. Oh, I missed that. <laughs> my wife is missing. Bitch. E- even his fucking don't. senile dad was throwing shade. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Even when he drops his dad off at the <laughs> the old folks home, he, what does he, what does he say? Like, uh, "Don't fucking touch me." <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, "Don't fucking touch me." <laughs> He's just tried to like thanks guys got his <laughs> you got him you got him okay all right, okay sweet. I don't have to go all the way in good cool awesome I I, I think my favorite uh, the supporting cast um, man fucking who the fuck Tyler Perry uh, he's so amazing right who knew he could yeah. do this like no nobody fucking Medea can, can come and just like deliver fucking goddamn dramatic fucking performance and like this. he what? pops off the screen and every fucking scene he's in he's just he, he's excellent he's the he's the perfect person for this role dude yeah he, yeah. he has so much energy and on screen like uh, charisma it's not the wrong word like je ne sais quoi yeah it's just <laughs> there's something about him that's perfect in this yo yeah. cause what is that line he says Elvis is has entered yeah, the- Elvis has entered Missouri uh, yeah, and like for anybody else had said it, you've been like, okay, come on. But like when he says it, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for coming. <laughs> yeah, Thanks for saving the day. I love when he comes back and the sister's like, so you got him, and he's like, no, he got me. I'm like, what? I don't remember how he says it, but it's great. Yeah, John, he, I've been he, waiting for the f- you to come. Sitting by the phone, he says. I also really enjoyed that uh, police lady. Oh, Kim. Uh, yeah, Kim Dickens. She's absolutely great in this. Yeah, she's brilliant in this. Yes, she loses I, her accent halfway through the film. Oh, you're fucking insane! Really? Fucking insane! I didn't notice that. I, I think it right. dwindles a little bit. Are you referring to this weird quasi southern accent that some people sometimes have and other people sometimes at, don't? It's really strong at the beginning of the movie, but as it goes, I feel there's like a it, like, there's lessens. a couple characters that try to throw it on, and it seems more like an act, and it always weirds me out because it's like Missouri is not a southern state. Not not like that. Like, wh- where the fuck are you trying to imply that these people live? Especially the fucking uh, the ki- the kid from Almost Famous. Well, I think it's supposed to be like the Cape Girardeau area. I mean, they do kind of have a they southern s- twang. Damn. I mean, that's not that far from here, where we are. They, I mean, they do say like two hours from St. Louis. So yeah, that would be about Cape Girardeau. Carthage is the name of the city on a couple signs, but yeah, that's a fictitious town. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, they they do show the bridge that is in Cape Girardeau. Yeah, that's at some point. It. Yeah, and I just went those flip through uh, Patrick Fugit, that that guy it's, almost he, he famous. Has this, yeah, almost famous. He has this mole on his face that was bugging me the whole movie. <laughs> right next. Wait, to his is he eye. the deputy? Like yeah. The, the, oh, holy yeah, shit! Yeah, he's, he's that kid grown up. Oh yeah. my god! Wow, and he felt so familiar the whole time. I was like, why do I know this kid? I thought he was good too. Yeah, he was great. My wife thinks she 
he, he killed her. So. <laughs> oh, well, if she thinks he did, then... <laughs> no, I, I like when he's like, should I know my wife's uh, blood type? No, no, no. I mean, <laughs> I, I love that moment, too, because I was also like, damn, should I know? <laughs> I don't know yet. Should Dude, I, I don't even know, know my blood type. Yeah, I, don't, like, right, right, exactly. I don't know my blood type. I don't know my blood type, let alone like my I'm like, shit, maybe I should blood. get on that. No, but like, that's the, okay. No, because the whole time, the whole beginning where he's like, let me call the police and do all the right things. I was like, stop talking to them. And she's like, what do you do for work? I'm like, don't answer her. Like, yeah, don't talk the to the police. Up. Like, you're number one suspect. Yeah, don't say anything. He doesn't see that, though. Yeah. I know. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, I mean, it's like this crazy thing that people, especially from like privileged backgrounds, are like, oh, no, I'm just going to cooperate with the police. No, don't do that. Don't do that. No. When she's and going around and she's putting bubble. those fucking like post-it notes. Dude. Which I've never that seen been the that first before. That, I would have been like, uh. I need a lawyer immediately. Yeah, dude, no Ooh. shit. That was no so more talking. Cool, It was good. It was a good. Like, Fincher knows how to build scenes. That's only yeah, like I, I watch yeah, this does. movie like and, and, and like just framing and like the way he does his blocking and everything is actually spot the fuck on. And he knows how to build suspense. And he knows how to lead the audience. The way this film has so many different twists to like fucking like keep you confused the entire way and keep you guessing. A lot of films you feel like you can kind of figure it out as you go along. Yeah, this one was really complex this, and this it one felt is really is good. so perfectly dancing the line between like two steps in front of the audience, but also like leading you and pulling you with it. And it's like I feel you, and I feel like I'm about to figure this out. And then right as you feel like you're about to figure it out, something else comes up, and you're like, oh shit, that's a different thing that I got to figure out. And then while you're figuring that thing out he gives you the last thing and you're like oh my god and yeah, yeah it's, it's really brilliant. masterful yeah yeah totally <laughs> who's the editor on this one brian because it seems like this had some really like fucking like oh it's that uh kurt uh fuck what's his last really name? strong he, he does all of uh fincher's films he won the- he sticks with the same dps and gaffers and editors and like that's his thing you know he, he fincher's very loyal to his peeps i mean he finds people that he knows how to work with and and can deal with him what's yeah that, that seems very reasonable. And I looked up this DP. He mostly shoots David Fincher movies and music videos. <laughs> I also looked that up. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, is this dude old? Because he hasn't done anything but David Fincher movies and he does music videos all in the fin- last, like, yeah, and, and, then, and then he went off and did oh, a little okay. TV once Fincher went to TV. But like most of it, it's like fucking Fincher movies and fucking music videos. And even his like his gaffer, kind of the same thing. He's kind of stuck in the same world. It's very interesting. Well, wasn't the, the same gaffer that... He had before he switched to this new DP guy. Wasn't he still around? I feel like we talked about this before. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> Which <Lighting>. DP guy? <laughs> <laughs> you guys are like the DP guy, the DP. I'm confused. What, I, which DP? For I what? know. No, this I'm, DP. Me... <laughs> okay. You're about Jeff Cronin. No names. Yes, this is Jeff Cronin with. But Fincher's used someone else that we talked about, like when he shot Seven, and he would like turn off his. Oh, that's uh, that's like uh, Darius Kanji. Kanji. Yeah, okay. and he, yeah. He, he he got fired on uh, Panic Room. Yeah, okay. yeah. But then uh, this guy didn't come in. Uh, who was it? Uh, it was Conrad Hall's kid. Um, oh right, junior. right, right. Um, whatever his name is, I think it's wait. Isn't it Junior? Is his name also Conrad Hall? I don't know. No, I can't remember. Yeah. Don't give me light. You guys are the cinematographers. You guys should know this. I know, but there's so many of them, and it, <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to keep up with everybody. Because in my head, uh, like Claudio Miranda keeps popping up in my head when I think about this as well. And I think he was a gaffer on some of this stuff as well. Anyways, if you look into the the crew of all of Fincher's stuff, like everybody's very incestuous, and they have all kind of stuck together over the years. It's very interesting. Well, a yeah, lot of those people sounds from like every movie. Yeah, yeah, from commercials and uh, 
music videos, you know. That's why you do commercials and music videos, so you can meet people who are going to eventually make something cool and fun. Yeah. Like along. Well, David, there's no money in that. <laughs> Uh, you know, I th- Every time I do a music video, I also wind up on a David Fincher film. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I do think David Fincher modeled his career after Ridley Scott. You know, like when it went in, made a visual stamp with his commercials and his music videos. Fincher's first movie was Alien 3. All right, so this is interesting. The gaffer from this film was uh, like an electrician or something like that on the game. But the gaffer from the game was the gaffer on Fight Club. And then it, 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 it that's that's where I was getting that. So that yeah, kid. okay. Claudia Miranda, look him up. He's good. I think my favorite part about this movie is the fact that we can spend so much time talking about the characters like they're real human people, because this movie is so incredibly well crafted in all the departments that everything feels very realistic to me. Like these these characters feel lived in because the houses, the locations, the all, all the sets feel so very like realistic, and and like a slightly affluent kind of suburbia sort of way. Even when she transforms into the beaten runaway what housewife girlfriend whatever she is and she like spends a little time in rural Missouri presumably um, that was like amazing just to see her like put on a little headscarf and uh, yeah like she gets a little pudgy kind of and she's got like some makeup stuff that makes her look like she's got terrible skin or something like that like I think she's just not wearing makeup. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, that's possible, but also, like, the difference between, between like, her complexion in those scenes versus her complexion in the later scenes when she's, like, thinner. Uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I think on a, uh, in terms of her looking a bit pudgier in those scenes, I honestly think it has to do with just the headscarf. The way they tied it makes her cheeks look a little bit chubbier. I could be wrong. Yeah. I'm not sure. Uh, well, there's but- there's one there's one moment when she's when she's in the house with Neil Patrick Harris before he like buys her all the shit and the, the makeup and the bags and stuff and, and she's tells her wearing to get like pretty again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she like <laughs> there's like one particular shot where she's walking through and there's just like she just looks. I don't know how else to say besides normal. She has just like a little like a little pooch and i'm like is she pregnant in this scene like did they shoot this while she was like starting to get thick and then like the next scene after that with her she's like super trim and fit again and it's like two weeks later or whatever i'm like maybe uh, like is that costuming did she actually like gain some weight for some of these scenes and some of these shots like it's really interesting to see some of that that character transformation in what for the movie time is just supposed to be like three or four weeks i do like all the shots of her like shoving food in her face. Yeah, and drinking Mountain Dew. That's right. Maybe she did gain a little bit of weight. I mean, and maybe that's part of the character analysis when she is in the rural Missouri and she's living, you know, in the motel. Like, it's not like she has access to all of the foods that she would have. Right. I mean, look at the food and the difference in like her activities and what she's eating and where she's living compared to when she was married to Ben Affleck in the suburbs versus Mm -hmm. when she's at like a dodgy motel, you know? Yeah, no, but before she gets to the hotel, she picks the burger up. That's one of the first things she does. Oh, yeah. She throws the pins out, and then she eats the cheeseburger. Fuck all this shit. I'm going to eat whatever the hell I want. And then she goes to the gas station, and she buys all this, like, junk food and, and, yeah. See, it doesn't matter. She's going to kill herself, so who cares? Yeah, that's a good point. I think she's she's such an interesting character because I don't know that anyone actively roots for her, but (laughs) she's so 
it, getting inside her brain, I mean, that's exactly what Ben Affleck says at the beginning, right? Like, do you ever yeah. want to cr- crack your wife's brain open to figure out what's going on? What like, the hell is she feeling? Because I sure as shit don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, that. that is, what is she thinking? What is she doing? And the whole time you're like, what is going on? And she has a plan. She's always multiple steps ahead of everybody. Until I think Ben, Aff- it's, ben Affleck can play the game, and I think that's why she's so intrigued by him. And so when he goes on TV, and it's like baby I'm sorry I miss you she's like oh this is new this is interesting this is something I didn't anticipate I think it's really interesting how they how they end up back together because let's pretend for a second he didn't do that I still think she would have killed Neil Patrick Harris Um, (laughs) he just wouldn't have gone back to like I think she would have done something else you know she would have continued framing Nick like yeah, he tried to murder me or whatever, and then Neil. I, that's. But mm. like, we don't have a plan for it because we're not crazy. But I feel like she <laughs> would have. Like you saw her calendar, she would have yeah. been like, "Okay, that's fine. I have time on Tuesday to do this other thing." I don't, I don't know if she would have killed him. I, she manipulated that guy and kept him. You know, she. Yeah, kept, that's what I said. No. She kept him in her back pocket right? for twenty yeah. fucking years. I think. I think the problem with him is that yes, she did manipulate him. I, let me rephrase that. She 100% used him, and I think she thought that he would be an easy target, and I don't think she realized mm. how dangerous he could be. She didn't anticipate. And so, yeah, I don't think she anticipated. Exactly. Well, humanity's a strong word there, but <laughs> I get what you're saying. And so I think his that's agency, really then. what, yes, his agency. I think that's what threw her for a loop because, yeah, he she can't 100% manipulate him. Like, it would be one thing to show up and just be like, oh, my God, I'm damaged. Let me just, like, recover here. But for him to be like, yeah, you can recover here. I hope you're already recovered and now you need to do all these things. Like, I don't think she anticipated any of that from him. She, Yeah, she tried. When, when he comes that second morning with the groceries and she's like, oh, I need to feel safe when mm-hmm. when I'm here. Like she just literally didn't anticipate him coming back that fast. And yeah. yeah, she's like, "All right, I got to do something about this." Right, right. Dude, when, but when I she, love that you can see that happening. The, when she fakes the miscarriage and like slides over into the fucking camera and, and has this like silent performance. Amazing. Right, I think that's amazing. Miscarriage? Because- no, she she fakes some fucking rape shit. That's what you're talking about. You think that's what? Like, oh like, yeah, no, no like- she bit his tongue, she bit his lip, and then tussled his hair and made it look like he had and just- pulled out his shirt too. Yeah. He had just ruffled I thought she some poured shit. it down into her crotch, making it seem like, you know. She making did. it seem like she, he, whatever he had done had caused her to bleed, and he yes. had some on, yes. her, on his face. And, dude, that shit has haunted me since 2014 when I saw this the first time. Holy really? Shit. I thought that was brilliant. Especially because you sit here and you see her st- staring at the cameras and looking at mm-hmm, all of the mm-hmm, angles. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I mean, I, I don't like the idea of being watched especially if i'm visiting someone and they're like yeah i'm watching you I'm like that's not cool um but so you think that's what's happening i thought that's what's happening is she's just freaking out about the cameras in general but no she's looking at all the angles <laughs> like that's so smart <laughs> she's so crazy it's so brilliant i love it Look, i mean yeah I- the, the the wine stuff fine, but like uh the wine bottle, man. Oh my god! Oh, but she's like, god, like raping herself with the bottle. You, I, I thought one of the most brilliant uses of sound when she hits her uh, hits herself in the in the face with a oh hammer. Right, that sound the effect fucking, is fucking gnarly. Oh. When she takes the wine bottle and starts, you can see what she's doing with it. Her hand motion, you don't yeah. hear a fucking sound, not a sound. And for some reason, so much worse. 
Yeah, it's so like her stress. silent scream. It's her. And she's staring at herself in the mirror yeah. while she's doing it. That is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, it's yeah, so dark. Like, you like this, don't you? You like it. Yeah. Uh. She's like, this no, is, no, she's this just is so what, determined. This is what's got to happen. We got to yeah, sell this, this what story. what has to happen. Yeah. I mean, she had a little bit of that at the end of, of the sex scene with Neil Patrick Harris. Like, after she cuts him, she's like, yeah, nope, that's a little fun for just a second. No, no, she finishes. She's like, that's All what right, I'm saying. Me, yep, there it is. There it is. Here. And yeah. cool. Now I'm, now I'm done. Like, like, I mean, you could kind of take it like maybe she's just trying to make sure that the semen is far enough in there that it will be registerable, like, later when she goes to get it checked out, which she's clearly obviously planning. But also, there's a level of. Maybe you're just psycho enough that it actually kind of works for you, which is... I think it's think actually the, the latter. I don't think... Because I don't think they're going to... They didn't show her getting a rape kit test. No, they, they, they literally said, take her to the they hospital. Said, they said she had semen in her. Yeah. Um, oh, they did. That's, that's what made me think. Like, yeah, yeah. Is, that, is that the baby? Rape or, and... Or, the, and presence of semen, yeah. Oh, okay do, okay. do you think that that was the baby? Or is that, that actually... That was my first thought, but she... she the exchange between the two of them is he's he's like I'm gonna get a paternity test and she's like please feel free go ahead no yeah, yeah. no it's the sperm bank yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah that's what the baby yeah. maybe it's twins and it that that's Gun Girl too <laughs> she she ends up having twins <laughs> one of them looks like Ben Affleck the other one looks like and Neil one Pat- looks like Neil Patrick Harris <laughs> yeah. That's not how twins work. One plays sports. <laughs> <laughs> the other's good at math. <laughs> oh, it no, no, happen, wait, man. wait, wait. No, he, it happen. he was a doctor. I'm sorry. <laughs> he was a childhood doctor. I apologize. <laughs> but they both wear tennis shoes. <laughs> <laughs> to quote you, Griggs, accurate. Oh, are we at ratings here, guys? Yeah? No? Yeah? No? What do we think? I mean, unless we're just going to beat the whole feminism thing a little bit more. You have something more to say, Mike? I don't. Yeah. I'm just... What about the feminism thing? Yeah, what about it, man? I don't know. <laughs> I didn't have anything on that. I was just saying there was maybe more to talk. <laughs> I think we've talked it to death. Women are crazy. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I... Look, as as long as we're making enough movies where guys are crazy and women are crazy, as long as we're portraying everybody as a crazy motherfucker, you know, in cinema, I think we're good. Yeah. Yeah, I actually don't have a problem with this movie because dudes who are attracted to women like this are just as crazy as the women, and I actually don't feel Dude, that bad. The, the girls in the crowd, when, when he goes up to talk in, 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 at the so gazebo, he's oh so my god, gross. he's so hot. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? What the what fuck? The he fuck? may have killed yeah. his wife. What are you talking what about? What the fuck? <laughs> that is a thing that happens. Just like there are dudes who don't care, and they're. I don't know. Like, I couldn't listen. sleep, man. I'd be like, yo, then be grateful that you can have a healthy relationship. Because there's a lot of people that don't, okay, <laughs> and that's why again I don't like like I feel like the <laughs> I feel like the narrative that guys try to push not all obviously not all guys but I feel like the narrative guys try to push is that they're like they're like man it's so I have to be so careful not to get like a, a crazy girl because like you seem if you're too cool and you seem too you know like whatever like that just means you're crazy as like no like did you not pick up that she was crazy before this yeah like, you don't go for the cool <laughs> girl (laughs) (laughs) like there's so many they all every single character in this movie well i guess i shouldn't say everything uh but most of the characters in this movie give off so many red flags 
that if you can't pick that up and you're like, wow, I'm blown away by the happenings of this movie. This is brand new information. Oh, <laughs> like, I, love- <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. As far as like a bunch of crazy people involved with each other, this is a great movie. <laughs> I-, I love when Amy calls like, he's like, she's like, you gotta, you gotta befriend the dumbest person in the neighborhood. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. That pregnant lady yeah. who's all up in everybody's business. But somehow Nick like thinks she's just like a random neighbor that they've talked to maybe once. They don't even know each other. I, <laughs> I, I like how she doesn't know who the hell they're talking about until the cops like uh, the woman with three kids. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. oh America <laughs> loves pregnant women. Oh, it's so hard to open your legs. <laughs> that was funny. I, I that did was really enjoy how incompetent they made Nick seem. She made, how incompetent Amy made Nick seem, but it's you know, like, why? Of course, I'm just gonna sign whatever she puts in front of me. I don't know who her I'm friends are. I'm playing video games I and she brought me a beer. Of yeah, course I'm gonna sign it. Like, I, I just <laughs> I just show up every day. Like, I don't pay attention. What are you talking about? Like, of course, and that makes him the number one suspect because he has nothing to say, nothing to contribute, nothing to go on. He just is present oh she even says that she's like he just uses me for sex like uh the whole thing is like uh well she's also kind of the sugar mama you can't trust that at the time yeah exactly yeah she's it's not just sex it's like a money thing as well it's a money i think it's more money than she bought she bought him and his sister the bar yeah right they can just go and sit and drink their own whiskey and the cop says something like uh like there's a whole bunch of stuff that's in her name yeah like almost everything everything is in her name but that makes sense though she's the rich one come on now well that's what i'm saying she's got the better she's got the better credit score she's got it by the financial balls yeah, man. Which is apparently embarrassing and worth killing a wife for. Nah, it's not. What the fuck? Uh, but I, but I, I will I give mean, Ben Affleck know. credit because uh, when they, uh, you know, are telling him that they found a bunch of blood in the house, he's like, oh, no, really? I thought his <laughs> delivery <laughs> was actually pretty good. He's like, wait, should we call somebody? Like, it was really Oh, oh dude, when he's like, he's like, this is identity theft. Like, when that one thing happens, he's like... <laughs> Yeah, that was actually really uh, funny. If anything, to believe that he's that. innocent is him being like, wait, what? What? <laughs> Shouldn't you do something about this? He's like, she bitches at me for buying a fucking Xbox game. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you think I'm going to yeah. buy all this other shit? All right, come on. Yeah, we're, we're ready. Yeah, I mean, that's like, ask it, it, Brian. Come on. Yeah. We're, we're ready. Yeah, yeah. Who's going first? <sighs> David Fincher does it again, Brian. He really does. Uh, I didn't know what to expect uh, coming into this film, except for it was a David Fincher film, so I knew it was going to be fucked up on at least some level. <laughs> um, <laughs> but and you know no, what? It's a David Fincher movie. No, man, David Fincher delivers, man. Like just from the opening, the way they set up the world with these, like the, the quintessential shots of the neighborhood, and these, like, I just like the opening shot of Ben Affleck. Everything is perfect. Like I, I love every bit of the composition, even the weird Trent Reznor score. Like most of the time, it's kind of weird and droney, but every now and then that shit hits, man, and it's like, wow, it's so unnerving. Especially during the fucked up, crazy death uh, sex scene, and then when she when she gets fucking t- uh, the uh, her money taken from her, like all of those scenes, man, they play so well with the score. Uh, all the actors in here are excellent, except for Neil Patrick Harris. I think he's just he just feels. I don't, I don't know if it's because I know who he is. And I'm projecting 
this is Neil Patrick Harris onto this character. Like, I maybe if the it same way, honestly, I don't know yeah. if I if I didn't yeah. know who he was, maybe it would have played. But also, maybe that that lends to it because he did play a creepy fuck, which also lends to what Kristen was saying. Maybe he deserved to get his throat cut. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> uh, <laughs> did you just say cut? Um, yeah, c- cut. I'm oh, sorry. Okay. I've been drinking and my uh, no. My I thought you were making a joke, thick. like a, like he was like he had a fat neck or something. You know, he, no, I think he was looking pretty good, man. You know, right, like okay, he, right. we we even got full frontal from him there, bloody, all bloody dick area. Um. <laughs> yeah, Patrick ass. Yeah, you know why? Because he wasn't wearing his fucking underwear. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Yeah, yes, he, he was. was. Yeah, he was. She, no, because there's that crazy ass shot yeah, where she where he where he put. It pulls him down under his ass cheeks, and then she reaches underneath and grabs, and it's this awesome fucking shot of her hand coming in and like grabbing his ass cheek, and he's like, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, like holy shit!" And that's when she starts going down on him. And anyways, fucking amazing, uh, crazy cool coverage. This movie's obviously a fucking ten. This is fucking filmmaking at the fucking highest art. The fucking writing and everything fucking hits. This film is uh, top tier. Who's next? Okay, so I watched this in 2014 when it came out. I didn't see it in theaters, but I saw it like. Very shortly after it came out, um, this movie fucking wrecked me, dude. When I watched it, like it was, it was emotionally difficult to get through. Maybe it was just the place that I was in as a as a person at the time. But um, this movie is so fucking good, and I was honestly like kind of dreading to watch it again because of how and in, in uh, how intense the emotions were for me. Like I tried to watch it on Sunday night, and like I turned it off, like. 30 seconds in the movie. I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't. I just, I need, I need some, I need a, I need a, I need to get into it and I gotta, I can't. So I watched it last night and like two minutes into it, I was like, I'm fucking, I'm in, I'm in this movie. Like, it, this movie is so perfect. And the roller coaster of emotions that you go on and the ways that all these characters feel so like visceral and real and lived in. And like, I mean, we've just talked for like two fucking hours about how all these people seem so real. That's great writing. That's great filmmaking. This movie is executed at the highest fucking level. Even the moments that that feel maybe possibly a little bit like overacted or melodramatic or like they're a little bit too big. Like those moments, they 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 feel intentionally that way. And this is a movie that lends itself to multiple viewings, like which is something that I really appreciate, both as a person, as a filmmaker, as an artist. Fincher knows what the fuck he's doing, and if it takes him fucking 80 takes or 57 takes or how many he goes to get shit like this, I call it worth it. Everyone is at the top of their game in this movie, and it's fucking perfect. I don't know what else to say that we haven't already said. This is a movie. This is a 10. All right. Chris, you want to go next and go last? Yeah, sure. Um, Yeah, this movie is outstanding on so many different levels. It, you know, it looks great, and just the, some of the most basic changes that they make um, can completely alter an entire scene, and that's why, yes, you need to watch it multiple times, because you pick up something different each time you watch it. Um, again, we're continuing our trend with toxic couples, and again, I love them. <laughs> I lo- there's so that much fun trend. to watch. <laughs> yeah, we're doing. I don't know why we've been doing toxic couples so much. Yeah, it's kind of on I, accident, but yeah, you're right. It is totally on accident, but that's what films are. No, not always. <laughs> but but for but again, um, kind of like last week with uh, Sunset Boulevard. You know, 
but they're better at it. Like, 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 like last week, I feel like it was a little bit more covert and a little bit more melodramatic. And this week, they're like, no, I'm going to be like very open with it. <laughs> I'm going to like, this is this is how crazy I am. And, and it's amazing to watch the different dynamics and to watch everyone's version of crazy come into play here and interact with, you know, the other person's crazy but and that, and that's that's just the writing. I mean, there's everything about this is so good. It's so entertaining. It's so brilliant. Uh, I don't I don't have enough adjectives, so I'm just gonna give it a ten. It's amazing. Wow, three tens. All right. Uh, I guess it's it's good. I'm going last. Um, I'm not gonna give this a ten. I'm gonna give it a nine point five, and I'm taking off my half point. Because Roseman Pike is, in fact, wearing clothing during that murder scene. <laughs> oh, man. Needed to see the tits there, huh? Had to. <laughs> really, really, really bothered me. Um, it, it, You know, like, and I understand that maybe Fincher is trying to say something like, you know, like, she's clothed. She's, like, somewhat still guarded. You know, she's not, maybe he's trying to say she's not really into it sexually because she's not, like, fully open. But then I guess we don't see that with Nick either, so that doesn't really make sense. I don't know what he's trying to say. I don't know why he did it. It's the only, like, real blatant style decision I've ever seen or an aesthetic decision I've seen in a Fincher film that I really just kind of disagree with on a fundamental level. I mean, yeah, you know, like that's why I know a lot of people like talk about uh, Fincher's like cinematography and like uh, it's very cool and kind of desaturated. And see, I, I actually like that. I think that makes like the violent moments with the blood. It makes the color red pop so much. I think that like makes those those moments really exciting. His execution is, is, is well done. But man, I just, you know, I, I, I'm not going to take off anything for it. But like, it's just, it, it does bother me that this movie, it, it didn't really surprise me that much. I know a lot of people at the time were like, oh, this is a lot of plot twists. I, when I was watching this in the theater, I saw that, that trailer that we watched. You know, it doesn't really tell you a lot about the movie, but I just kind of saw all this stuff coming. I do feel like it's the story is like, it's setting up all these red herrings. You know, it's like, it's like Chekhov's gun. You know, we're, we're we're putting so much stuff in the screenplay, and when it's when you focus your first hour of your movie as a like kind of a mystery, you're just focused so much on that, especially especially your first time viewing. Not so much subsequent viewings. I did I have enjoyed the movie more with repeat viewings, but like your first watch, it's just such a it's just such a mystery. And then I don't know it it's just you just know you just know where it's going. It's not really that surprising once you've seen a. a bunch of these movies and that's kind of disappointing but i don't know maybe it's again like when i saw seven that blew my fucking mind you know you get to the end of that movie it's like what what just happened but i saw that movie when i was 13 so you know now i was watching this movie in my 30s i don't know i'm not going to take off anything for that but it is a little disappointing did did she need to wear the the bra because that's where she was where was she hiding the razor. It was under the pillow. It, it was under oh, the pillow. pillow. Well, there's no reason. Under the there's pillow. No story okay. reason she needs to wear that. I was trying to figure that out. Well, because I was also thinking, like, you know, if I decide that I'm going to kill someone while I'm having sex with them, I would probably want to wear as many clothes as possible so that I don't accidentally cut myself. But I feel like that's not what was happening there. Like, I don't think that was the rationale there. No. I mean, 
the details. This story is executed so great, man. I mean, like, I don't. I, again, I don't want to come off sound like I've given the movie a hard time. Like, these are like nitpicks. Like, you know, and no, I, I think wonder... most Fincher movies do things great. No, but I think I think you're correct that th- everything has a reason. I wonder if there is a reason for this. Like, maybe it's in the novel or something. I, that doesn't. It just doesn't seem like something that they would just like randomly be like. You know what? It doesn't matter. I mean, it could just be like you know. I don't know. David Fincher doesn't want to sit around and have naked people on set while he does his fucking 50 takes per shot. That could be it, too. Maybe she got cold. <laughs> the first, like, 47, she was naked. and At some point, she was like, you know what? But, I mean, there are some uh, brilliant fucking details. Like, when people kept going out of the, the front of their house, like, once the reporters showed up, did you guys notice the front door? There was all the smudge from all the people, like, have yeah, touched the dude. door that was all around the so door handle. So many fingerprints and shit. Right? Just right around the yeah. handle, and the rest of the door is, like, yeah. perfectly, like, fucking pristine white. Yeah. I was like, God damn, that's good detailing. Yeah, I saw it this time around, and I was like... What, were they dusting for prints? Like, is that just the number of fucking people going in and out of the house over the last, like, week and a half? Like, that is a dirty door. Holy shit. I was, she's missing, right? She did all the cleaning. Oh, so nice. It's little things like that are just, like, so well thought out. Does make the movie, uh, it's enjoyable to rewatch. You got some rotten tomatoes there for us, Jared Callen. Holy shit. Dark, intelligent, and stylish to a fault, Gone Girl plays to director David Fincher's sick strengths while bringing in the best of our stars, Ben Affleck and Rosamund Pike. Gone Girl is certified fresh with an 87% tomato meter and also an 87% audience score. Ten-year-old movie, that feels pretty solid. So with that, you've been listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, you can do so by sending us an email to moviecrewpod at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Movie Crew Pod. Jared, where can the audience follow you? You can find me on Instagram at CheckTheGate. Gregs, where can they find you? I'm on Instagram at GregsyMedia. It's G-R-I-G-G-S-Y Media. And Kristen, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at Kristen Magdalene. That's Kristen with a K and an I. And you guys can find me on X at Elkins Edits. And we're going to close out the show tonight. Hold on. I don't know. Closer? While Brian is looking up the music that we're going to end with, I'm just going to let everybody know that you can join us next week as we enjoy a little uh, Wes Anderson in our lives for the oh, Grand really? Budapest Hotel. Oh, we're doing Watch that next it. over? Uh... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> See, I haven't seen it yet, Brian. So uh, you're not giving you me seen it hopes. Ever? Well, it came out the Never. same year as Gone Girl. You know, we're doing those back to back. 2014. I don't, okay, all right. No, we're gonna end with the Prestige. We gotta, we gotta finish strong. I will say that movie got a bunch of Oscar nominations. This movie only got one for Rosamund Pike. Yeah. Yeah, she deserves that. She was good. She should have won. Dead eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know what? We're going to play track number 22 from the Gone Girl soundtrack. Uh, this is titled A Sugar Storm Reprise Ooh. from composer Trent Reznor. I think that's pronounced And Atticus Ross? Reprise? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just snow this time, not sugar. That was a sexy scene. I love yeah, that. Was. Yeah, yeah, it was. Now I'm worried about you, Jared. I think- <laughs> you think that was like all digital in the sky? Sugar in the air. Yeah, fuck yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, and definitely in the close up. Anyway, I don't know. Yeah, I, I love when they cut into the close up. She's covered in it, covered <laughs> which was not it, there in the previous like, shot. What? Yeah, yeah. 
It works though. It, like I, I love wiping off. Yeah, the, the face shots there. before it, and I was like, "Oh, that looks digital." And then he cut in, and it's like covering her face, and I was like, "Maybe it's not digital." <laughs> <laughs>